the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the Gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
Beautiful. You are in control. Hallelujah. God is in control. I said God is in control. Hallelujah. Come, let me pray over the offering. Are you excited to be in church? I'm asking, are you excited to be in church? Wonderful. Hallelujah. I'm also excited to be in church. It's Tuesday teaching service. Tell me about Tuesday teaching service. Hallelujah. You know, um, one of the things that Jesus says is that I am the light. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I'm what? The light where? The light where? The light where? The light where? I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. Where are you now? Are you in this world or you're in heaven? As you are, are you in heaven or on, on uh, are you in the world? And then Jesus said that keep it there. I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. If I turn off all the lights in this place, it would to be chaos. Do you understand what I'm saying? If I turn off the lights in this place, it will be chaos. We will struggle to find our way. Hallelujah. Some of us are going to hit our knee against the pew. Some will triple and fall. Hallelujah. Yeah. But once the light is on, we all seem to know where we are going. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. One of the stories that I do remember, like Bishop was saying, in our medical school hostel, I don't know what it's name, but I don't think it's in our medical hostel, there used to be rats. Rats in the hostel. Rats in the dorm. And usually, when you turn off the usually when you go for lectures, you turn off the lights. So when you come back and you turn on the lights, you suddenly, you see, <laughs> I'm telling you, you see, <laughs> dashing away of the place. But without the lights, they have a field day. But as soon as the light comes on, they disappear. Are you hearing me? 
So, there are a lot of rats in your life. Demonic rats. I said demonic rats that are harassing you here and there. But as you come to church and you hear the word of God and the light of God come, suddenly they run away. <laughs> Hallelujah. As you hear the preaching, it's like the light comes on and suddenly all the rats begin to disappear. May every demonic activity in your life cease to operate in the name of Jesus. The song that Shivan was singing, it says, I want to be where? What was the song you were singing? Where? In where? In your where? Now let me ask you a question. Why do you want to be in the presence of God? Why do you want to be in his presence? Why do you want to be in God's presence? Why do you want to be in God's presence? If rather, at least one thing that I know is that when my kids were young, they always wanted to be around us. When they were young, they used to look forward for me coming from work. So as soon as I come, daddy, 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 then they all be around me. Are you hearing me? Like they, used, they were happy to, for me to come home. But as they've grown, right now, I've grown. <laughs> In my house, we have something that we call seesaw. You know, seesaw is a game. Seesaw, up and down. When the person is down, they are up. In my house now, there's a seesaw. When we are downstairs, they are upstairs. As soon as we go upstairs, they come down. <laughs> For the very fact that when they were young, when they come around, they know that there's a game that is going to play with them. You're going to give them some candy, so they are happy. But now when they come around, they know there's work. Did you do this? Did you? <laughs> So they've developed a seesaw attitude. When we are down, as soon as you go upstairs, you see them in the kitchen. Because <laughs> they don't want to be asked anything. Did you do this? Did you? No, 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 no. Hallelujah. So there must be a good reason why you want to be in the presence of someone. Amen. And I say, I'm told that why is it important to be in the presence of God? Hallelujah. The book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 39. Verse 2. Sister Veronica, please come in front. Stop hiding in the back. Sunday you sit in the back. Tuesday you must sit in front and hear the word. <laughs> Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 39. The Bible, in fact, let's read from verse 1. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down there. Verse number two. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a poor man. And the Lord, the Lord was with Joseph, and he was, in, he was a sick man. And the Lord was with Joseph, 
And he was what? I said he was what? And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Hallelujah. Verse 3. And his master saw. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord had made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. The presence of God in your life will bring prosperity. That's why you want to be in his presence. Hallelujah. His presence in your life will bring prosperity. God was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. And it's not the, the type of prosperity that you say you are, but others can see. This one the master saw. <laughs> you know, sometimes people say they are prosperous, but when we look, we can't see. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Invisible prosperity. Now, this one, the Lord was the team. He was prosperous and his what? His master saw. May God give you the prosperity that is visible. One that people will see. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me, church? So the presence of God, hallelujah, brings prosperity. Amen. That is why you want to be in his presence. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. That's why you want to be in his presence. Amen. Because when my kids were young, they knew that my presence brings goodies. So they will always want to be in my presence. Sometimes, when we were very, very, very young, they would never have their bath. They would wait for me. When we were very young, like, I mean, like one, you know, one and two years old, they would never bath. They would wait for me. Because, because they don't like the way their mother used to bath them. <laughs> Scrub them and they didn't like that bath. They didn't like mommy's bath. Scrub them, towel, this, they clean everywhere. They didn't like, they'll be crying. They like my bath. Because when I come, we fill the jacuzzi, they won't lie inside. <laughs> so they used to enjoy that one. We come as big jacuzzi, and all of us will be, it's like a pool, then we are inside. That's our bath. <laughs> so it was obvious they enjoyed my presence hallelujah and the bible says that the presence of God it brings prosperity hallelujah for when God was with Joseph he was a prosperous man so that even his master saw hallelujah may your prosperity be seen I hope you understand amen if you don't understand amen, I'm explaining it to you again. Amen, you see, amen is the water. See, when you are eating or you take a pill, you, you, you drink water to push it down. So, amen is the spiritual water by which you put the, you push down the, the, the prophecy and the good sayings. Amen. So, when something good comes your way, you swallow it down with the amen water. So, when I say God, so when I say God is going to make you prosperous, and your prosperity will be seen. Uh -huh. You drink it down. Hallelujah. You know, I, uh, this morning, this morning, 
I saw a patient. You know, I saw a patient. You know, I saw a patient. And when they were leaving, the father said, God bless you. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, God bless you. Then I said, thank you. Which is the American way. I said, thank you. But when he left, I believe the Holy Ghost said, no, you don't say thank you to God bless you. If somebody should say God bless you, it's a blessing. What I should have said was what? At the clinic. <laughs> but trying to be correct, I said thank you. When the man left, I said, mm, I have let some blessing go as escape. I should have swallowed it down with what? <laughs> Hallelujah. His master saw. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's why we need the presence of God in our life. Amen. Amen. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 10. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 10. It says, sing and what? Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion. For lo, I come and I will dwell in the midst of thee, saith the Lord. God is saying, listen, I am coming to sit, um, to be in your midst. And the father I am coming to be in your midst is an occasion for you to sing and rejoice. Do you understand? God is saying, the father, I am coming to your house. You see, the father, I am coming to your house. It's a reason for you to be jubilate. Because you know that something powerful, something great is coming your way. Sing and rejoice. Oh, daughter of Zion, for lo, I come and I will dwell in the midst of thee. Hallelujah. I mean, God is saying that the father, I mean, me coming to your house, it's an occasion for you to celebrate. Because when I come to your house, good things happen. I say good things happen. I say good things happen. Yeah. That is why Zephaniah said, the Lord thy God, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. Hallelujah. So the song you sang, that's what it means. You, because the presence of God brings strength. It brings prosperity. That's why he was telling the people, he said, listen, look, you guys, you don't know what is about to happen to you. I am coming to you. So start celebrating. The Lord thy God in the midst of this mighty, he will say, hallelujah. He will he said he will, it's mighty, he will say, he will rejoice over thee with joy. He will, he will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Have you woken up on a day that you feel so happy? Because maybe other, other, some bonus is coming your way. <laughs> you know, some days, I mean, because of, because of what is coming in the day, maybe that's the day that Either your beloved is arriving from abroad. Yeah. <laughs> International beloved. <laughs> so the whole day, as soon as you go down from bed, there is some spring in your work because you know, finally she has gotten the visa. She is coming. May that be your story. Yeah. Or oh, that is the day that you know that the new, the new, the, you are starting the new job at a higher pay. So you wake up with some joy, some joy in your step. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
the day that you are getting a new job with a higher pay. So you wake up in the morning with some spirit. You know that, yeah, it's not like energy. Hallelujah. That is the day that your beloved is coming from, from across state to come and visit. Okay. Hallelujah. So if you want to say, beloved, you are so, you think you are, you are, you are not too old. Even an 80, a 95-year-old can hear, you are not too old to find a beloved. <laughs> it's coming. Hallelujah. Don't rule yourself out. Amen. Yeah. First Samuel chapter 12, verse 6. Yeah, I share this message with you, but I'm, I'm only taking some, but I'm repeating it again. First Samuel chapter 12, verse 6. The Bible says that, and Samuel said unto the people, it is who? I said, it is who? That advanced Moses and Aaron. Someone told the people that, listen, all the progress that you saw Moses do, that you admired it, it was God who pushed him. The great things that Moses did, which was so spectacular, the, the power behind it was God. It is the Lord who advanced Moses. It is the Lord. It is the Lord. Let me tell you something. When God is with you, you will advance. I say when God, see, advance means that you go forward. It is the Lord. Karen, it is the Lord. They'll say it is the Lord who advanced Karen. That shall be your story. Take a big amen water. It is the Lord. You see, your amen is too gentle. Amen. It's like you are sipping the water. It is the Lord who advanced Karen. Uh Swallow it well. (laughs) Hallelujah. It is the Lord. It is the law. So when you see progress with Moses, if you see Moses going forward, there is something, the, the power behind it is the law. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something, if God does not push you, you won't go forward. I'm preaching. If, if God does not push you, you won't go forward. But the Lord will advance you. I said the Lord will advance you. And the Lord will advance you. I said the Lord will advance you. You. The Lord will advance you. Yeah. Amen. The Lord will advance you. I, I like the way you said it. The Lord will advance you. Yeah. That's the way you say the amen. Receive it well. It is the Lord. Hallelujah. What someone was telling the people that look, a man, promotion does not come from the north, not from the east. It comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. So, they will say, oh, it is the Lord that gave Tasha the new job. Amen. It is the Lord that gave Tasha the new position. You see, as you rise up to a new position, behind it is the Lord. Amen. The push, the advancement. Amen. They will say, it is the Lord that advanced Veronica. Amen. It is the Lord that advanced Veronica. Amen. God is the one that's pushing you. Amen. It's the Lord. Hallelujah. Is somebody hearing me? Yeah. So, it means that you 
must do everything possible to shut off. That's the English word. I'm looking for the, the right English word. You know, you must do everything, everything possible to shut off. Attracts is the word. You should do everything possible so long as to attract God's presence. That's a word. That's a good word. Because if you know that his presence advances you, then you must do everything possible to attract his presence. And do everything possible and, and try not to do anything that will push his presence away. Because his presence in your life will advance you. So, so you do everything possible so that you attract his presence. And anything that will cause you to lose his presence, you stay away from it. Hallelujah. Because you know that his presence with you will cause him to advance. Like my children, when they were young, because of that, they would, they, they, so if they did something that they know that, uh, uh, if you do that, when daddy come out, they won't do. Because they will do everything possible because they need to attach, attract my presence. Of course, now they don't care. But then, <laughs> but then, are you hearing me? Because they knew the pleasure. Oh, we will just be, we will, we will be in the bubble bath. I will play, and then we will play mini golf. They will play cards. We will play games. Oh yeah, we we'll play games. Everything. Oh yeah. What a father. Yeah. Do everything. Hallelujah. So if you know that His presence will cause you to advance, then you will put, you will do everything in your life to attract His presence. And you know and. And therefore, God also has, you see, God has conditions for his presence to be there. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, God is not everywhere as you think. Because, oh, as for God, is everywhere. It's not true. Okay? It's not true. He created everything, but his presence is not at everywhere. Hallelujah. There are specific, specific places that he does specific things. That's why when Jesus Christ, when, when Jesus Christ, when he resurrected, you know? He told the disciples, go to Jerusalem. Now, do you understand? Go to Jerusalem and wait for me. That's because he was, he was about to send the Holy Spirit. When the disciples were in Galilee, they were all scattered. Because he, when he, met, he woke up, he met them by the Sea of Galilee. Remember, he gave them the fish and everything. But it says for the Holy Ghost to come, he must go to Jerusalem. Do you understand? No, no, he, could it, I mean, if it's the Holy Ghost that you are coming from heaven, why can't the Holy Ghost come to Galilee? We're already in Galilee. One, we're already in Galilee. And two, this Jerusalem, the last time we were there, they almost killed us. Are <laughs> you hearing me? It's not that Jerusalem, this Jerusalem, the last time we were there, we all ran away. So why should we go back? Are you hearing me? Because his, there's, there are places that he manifests. Hallelujah. And God was saying that, and you see, and so if God also, God also has specific habitations that he, his presence is. Amen. 
just like you will not sleep anywhere. You don't like to sleep anywhere. Do you, you don't want to sleep anywhere. Do you think God wants to sleep anywhere? You have specific places that you want to sleep. Some of you are so fussy. You even travel your own blanket. <laughs> yep, I, I know. You, cra- you, can, you, ca- you travel your own blanket and your own pillow. Say amen. I know, I know the point I'm talking about. Yeah, some people are, look, I know some people like that. I know some people like that. That's how they are. They take their own towels. If you hotel, they go with their own towels. They carry your own sheet. That's how she is. Carry her own sheet. Some people carry, some people go to hotels with their own towel. They will never use a hotel towel. Hmm? You? Yeah. They come with their own blanket. Some of us do ask us. <laughs> Whatever we meet, we use. Oh no, it's about something like that. No, no, no. No, no. People have specific things. Like sponge. I must travel with my own sponge. I don't like other people's sponge. And when I talk when I talk sponge for bathing, I don't like this towel bathing. You see? I must fill the net. I must <laughs> Because when I use the towel and other, I don't feel that I have bath. That thing must scrub here, here, here. I don't know. Ah. I hear me. Anything short of that, I feel that. Mm. That's me. What do you say? Yeah. Uh-huh. That one must stand on. So when I hear people say, I bath. I'm bathing. And you this small towel. Wash cloth. No, 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 no. No, no, no. When I'm saying I'm bathing, I must feel the uh, the net must yeah. Then I know I'm bath. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So, in the same way, God also does not live everywhere. That is why in Exodus chapter twenty-five, Exodus twenty-five, I'm preaching verse one. Exodus, my dear. And the Lord spake unto Moses. God spoke unto Moses. Okay? God spoke unto Moses. Speak unto the children of Israel that they may bring me an offering. Every man that giveth willingly with his heart for, for my sake. Alright. And this is the offering that you shall take. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, go to verse 8. Verse 8. Okay, go back. Go back. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Verse 8. And let them make me a sanctuary. Let them make me what? That what? His presence. Build me a house. So he asks that, look, collect this thing, collect on stone, collect this, collect that, collect this, collect brass, onion, earrings, everything, for them to build me a house that I will live there. They are not building a house for you, Moses, to stay there. They are not building a house for Aaron to stay there. They are building a house that I go. That's my house. And just as you will not live, you have specific requirements. God also has specific places where he lives. Hallelujah. 
Yeah. God said, build me a house that I will live there. Hallelujah. You see, anything that you want to keep, you must have the house for it. Hallelujah. If you want a lion in your house, you must build the right house. If you want a lion as a pet, you must build the right cage. Otherwise, by the time you wake up, you will become lunch for the lion. <laughs> That's why the last time I was talking about this, I talked about I don't approve of people keeping wild dogs in the inner city. I mean, you live in an apartment, studio, and you have pit bulls, four pit bulls. And you are living in an apartment. You know how dangerous that thing is? And those things have strong jaws. And you see them walking, walking in the morning from the apartment. <laughs> And their pants are falling off. Yeah. Dangerous. I think they should be banned. Because I work in the ER and I've seen some dangerous bites. Yeah. You understand? So God is saying, look, build me a house. Hallelujah. That I may be there. Amen. And then he gives the house the type of house he wants. Exodus chapter 26. Exodus 26 verse 1. God is designing his house. Moreover, thou shalt make the tabernacle. Okay? God said, build me a house. And said, this is the even you, small person, when you are building a house, you, have a, you, you want an architect to draw the plan for you. You want ventilation. You want an open floor plan. You want natural light. Design your house. Natural light. A view of nature. A view of the water. High ceiling. Spiral staircase. Expose what? What's that one? Must be exposed. Hey. <laughs> yes. Once one soundproof room. One of the rooms must be soundproof. Hey. French what? French 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 sliding doors. Huh? What is it? A double floor and three way. Hey, have you seen people's houses? <laughs> A double floor and three way. Okay. Gra granite countertop. The countertop should be granite. With matching bank splash. And sub zero, sub zero fridge. The fridge. The fridge, the microwave, everything should flash. Sub zero. <laughs> That's you. 
soundproof. One of the rooms should be soundproof. Nothing to hear. Soundproof. The bedroom or the should be soundproof. <laughs> hey, I think I have to go and redesign my house. <laughs> hey. Wow. It's too powerful. Amen. So you, so how much more almighty God? Hallelujah. So he said, moreover, Thou shalt make the tabernacle, that's where I'm going to stay, with, with ten kettles of fine twined linen and blue and purple and scarlet with cherubims of work. thou shalt make them. Hallelujah. So, God is very specific. He said, make this thing for me. And this is exactly how I want it. The Hebrew work is Megdash. It's actually, it's like a tent. And God is saying that this is the dimension. Use tank, first of all, use of fine twined linen. Which is white. Okay? White. And then blue and purple. Have you seen God choosing his colors? I said, have you seen God choosing his colors? Just as you are choosing your color for your curtains and your, your carpet. Because of the carpet, you want this curtain. Matching curtains and carpets. And the paint. What paint do you, what paint, what paint do you have? The soundproof room, what color? <laughs> huh? What color do you want for the soundproof room? You didn't think about the color. <laughs> yeah. Gray. Son, you understand? Have you seen God choosing colors? Amen. Jonathan, I'm talking about the presence of God. That's what the song is saying. Hallelujah. His presence will promote you. His presence will increase you. His presence will make you find favor. So you must do everything to attract his presence. Hallelujah. So he said that if you want me to come and live here, then these are my specs. These are my specs. This is the tabernacle. This is the tabernacle of God. Hallelujah. And of course, of course, I'm sure, of course, the Bible says that when Jesus Christ hung on the cross and he said it was finished. The curtain of the temple was part, was torn into two. And from that day, the spirit of God left the, left the tabernacle and men became the tabernacle of God. Hallelujah. So, 
unchanging God. The one who is not a man, Numbers 23, not a man that he should lie, not a son of man that he should change his mind. Yes, he, they, he does not dwell in tents anymore. He dwells in our hearts. But the specifications haven't changed. There was a reason why he chose this colors. Hallelujah. So, if you look at the Middash or the tabernacle, it was like a tent. And the outside of the tent, you know, it wasn't a wall, it's a tent. I mean, do you understand? And the, the outside, okay, the outside of the, or the material for the tent was white linen. White linen. And then they had a gate. White. See, it's all white. Then had an entrance. Hallelujah. Which was the gate. Which was also linen, but they used different colors. Hallelujah. That's where the other colors, the, 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 the scarlet, the blue comes in. But the general thing was white. Now, we ask ourselves, why did God use red? What is the meaning of white? Why did he choose white? Is somebody hearing me? Why did God choose white? What does white mean? Revelations, you see everything I want, I want to get verses to support it. Revelation chapter 19, verse 7 to 8. Revelation 19. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife had made herself ready. Verse 8. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and what? Clean and what? Then semicolon. It explains why. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. The white represents holiness. The white represents righteousness. And God is saying that I cannot live in an unholy area. The white, the fine clean linen for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. The white, the white color, it represents purity. And God is saying that if, I, if, if, if your, your body is my temple, if your body, according to Paul, that uh, your body is not the temple of God, if your body is my temple, then make sure that it is white.
the righteousness of the saints. Is somebody hearing me? It means you cannot live anyhow and expect God to be with you. That's why I'm preaching this message. Yeah. God was specific in choosing the colors. Hallelujah. Yeah. White represents purity. White represents holiness. In fact, that is why even when people are, that's why they say, that, that is why traditionally speaking, English speaking, Anglo-Saxon speaking, the bride is supposed to wear white. Because it was assumed in those days. <laughs> Am I preaching to you? Because it was assumed in those days that that before she got married, she was a virgin. It was that that was the basis. Yeah, that you were white. And therefore, if you are not a virgin, then the, even the English traditional marriage requires that you wear a different color. Yeah. Because the white is actually supposed to be that you were a virgin. So that's the first time you are seeing a man. But nowadays, people who are spotted, they all come in white. Maybe some of them should even wear black. with themselves, they will wear red and black. I said, if they were to be honest with themselves, they should wear what? Red and black. But they all wear white. Yeah. Am I preaching to you? The white attracts his presence. Hallelujah. He says, if you see, if you want to me to be there, then you must be holy. You must be pure. He said in Ephesians that he is coming for a glorious church. Then he defines the glorious a church without spots and wrinkles. Spots. Spots means that they are dots. Stains. Hallelujah. Stain. And God, Jesus Christ says, I'm coming for a church, a, a church without stain. Hallelujah. So don't say that it doesn't matter. It matters. He says, I am coming for a, a church without spot, no blemish, stainless. Holy. Is somebody hearing me? So we must endeavor to be live pure. We must endeavor to be holy. To keep the garment clean so that the tabernacle of God will be with men. Look, some of us even 
the, the reason why we are not making, you see, we are not making progress in our life because the presence of God is not with us. Because it was, it, it, um, someone said it was the law that advanced Moses. The life that you live, the life that you live, God cannot be in you. Even though you are in church. So if God cannot be in you, it means other forces are in you. And if God caused the advancement of Moses, other forces will cause you. So it's, it's not because of any witchcraft in your family. It's your lifestyle. It's not, any, it's not, it's not your grandmother. It's, not any, it's, it's you. Your lifestyle. You attract any other things apart from God. And when they come, they send you backwards. Hallelujah. Yeah, so that's the reason why you're struggling with your, you're, you're struggling with your marriage, you're struggling with your child, you're struggling with your health, you're struggling with your job, you're struggling with your finances. It's probably because you have attracted other things apart from the spirit of God because you are spotted and you are not holy. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you here with me, church? Yes. See, listen, that is why, that is why, if God is come, you see, and, and the spots, I like it, message Apostle Joel, you see the spots, eh? the spots, you see, it represents sin. See, sin. And if you're being honest with yourself, you see, one, two things about sin is that, like, if you take a child, if you take a child, in fact, children's clothes go to the laundry more than any other clothes. Am I preaching? Every time there is every time there is big, ba, big ba, they, they eat. Are you hearing me? But I don't see any, any anything on your clothes. Do you understand? But do you take your clothes to the laundry? Does she need to take her clothes to the laundry? Huh? I said, does she need to? I'm asking you, does she need to? Yes? Why? But I don't, I'm not seeing any, any, any uh, milk in it. Huh? Kittens. Kittens. Again, that's a revelation. Kittens spots. Exactly. Some people's spots are obvious. Some are hidden. Yes. But they both need cleansing. And when you are young, children, babies, their spots are obvious. That is why young people, young people, the younger ones, their sins are obvious because it's the fornication, uh, drinking, smoking. Those are the sins of the young people. They are burning, they are fornicating. That's what the Bible says flee youthful lust. So that one, the whole church, oh, she's sleeping around, she's fornicating. That is spot on a baby. But the older ones is not seen. That is unforgiveness, hatred, bitterness, smelly. <laughs> so we normally see the first love sins. As for first love sins, they are obvious. First love sins, they are obvious. Because that is the, what, the, what we call, Christians have called Big Five. That one is obvious. It's, 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 it's easy to see. Fornicating, because it's easy to see. Even if it's hiding from us, one day she'll be pregnant. We'll say, hey. 
The pregnancy in itself is a big sport to show that this is what you have been doing. But as you people get older, as people get older, even the energy for those things don't exist. The church is quiet. It's not that you have changed your mind, the energy, the energy. The energy for those things don't exist. This type of passion, who I feel you Facebook and it doesn't exist. That's why the Bible says, flee youthful lust. It's a problem of the youth. But at your, at your age, it's not that you are a saint, but that thing is not even working well. So you know you are tired. <laughs> Did you hear me? I said, do you hear me? But, but like, like, like I say, the death on a child's clothes is very obvious. But the death on an old person's clothes is not seen. But it's as equally dirty and stinky. And sometimes you are better off even putting a child's clothes on you than an old person's clothes. It smells. And, and as we get older, and sometimes, sometimes not even older in age, but older in church, older in Christianity, that's when we develop all this type of unforgiveness. It will amaze you how Christians are more unforgiving than. They've been in the church for a long time. That's why very unforgiving. That's when we develop pride. After being in the church for a long time, you will think that holier than thou. You know, I don't know. As you be in the church for a long time, that's why you develop hardness of heart. The same way that used to convince you now, you have become like a duck, it falls off your back. <laughs> yeah, are you hearing me? So it's not that you are, you are it's, it's not that it's not that you are not without sin. You have developed another type of sin. Look. One of the, I have passed young people before. Even recent, uh, last week I was at Temple. Temple is college church. No, young people, eh, they have problems, so, but their problems are not like. And their problem is, this boy has broken my heart. This boy broken my heart. My beloved has left me. Uh, somebody else is, saying, is crossing me. Um, I'm stressed out in my school. Work. Those are their problems. But when you come to another type of thing, old people's church, bitterness, hurts. Unforgiveness. Yeah. Unforgiveness. And, and pride. Pride. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Listen. You must learn to forgive. Okay? For your own good. Oh, but I was hurt. Yes, the reason why, the reason why you must forgive because you were hurt. If you are not hurt, if, if you are not hurt, you do you will not work in unforgiveness. And, 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 and some of you are so, 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 so sensitive to hate. Your sensitivity to hate is too much. Small no, you are hate. Small you are hate. And some of some, some are even hate for no reason. You see, that one is madness. <laughs> 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 
one is madness. I mean, it's like we don't even see the reason why you are hurt. You see, that, you see that, 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 and that was madness. No, that's madness. No, that's madness. It's actually a psychiatric condition. It means you have what is called persecutory delusions. It's a psychiatric condition. Persecutory delusion. It's psychiatric, yeah. When the person feels I'm hurt, somebody, nobody likes me, everybody's talking about me, it becomes. And so that one, so that one, what is it? Yeah. It's like I don't, I don't, I don't even see why you are hurt. That's persecuted delusion. You are deluded. That one is a mental illness. <laughs> I'm so hurt. Why are you hurt? We can't even find a reason why. Are you hearing me? This is so, church, I'm talking about his presence. Hallelujah. That is why young or old, male or female, you must always remember 1 John 1 9. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. One of the, Bible, one of the verses we all learn. In fact, let's go to 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So don't, 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 if you say you have no sin, you are, you are deceiving yourself. Because, and the truth is not in you. Because yes, you don't smoke, you don't drink, but you, but you don't like hair. You have hatred. You don't smoke, you don't, you don't, smoke, you don't, smoke, you don't gossip, but you feel that you are better than somebody else. So the Bible said, look, when you say you don't sin, look, you are deceived. The truth is not in you. Then verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all around. So when we, are, when we confess our sins, that, then we are asking for the spots to be clean so that the gun will be white again. Yeah. Hallelujah. So all that I'm sharing with us, Lighthouse Apache, Manhattan, is that we need his presence to advance. We need what? His presence to advance. And he, 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 he needs holiness and he needs purity. And no matter who you think you are, the Bible and me too, I'm telling you, you are not good enough. And therefore you must always confess your sins and always be You must show that you will be cleansed from that spot. Hallelujah. And as we do that, his presence will be with us. And we shall advance. Stand up to your feet. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. I choose to be holy. Oh, yes, Lord. Choose to be holy, set apart for you, my master, ready to do. 
Pray for yourself. Make me pure as gold. Oh, Jesus. And precious silver. Purify my heart. Yes, Lord. Let me be as gold. Pure gold. Yes, Lord. said, and the Lord was in Joseph and was prosperous. And some were served. It was the Lord who advanced Moses and Aaron. Father, tonight, may we do things that attract your presence. May your presence be with us. And Father, we agree with the scripture that if we say we sin not, the truth is not in us. That is why we confess our sins. We ask for forgiveness. We ask for cleansing. Purify our hearts so that our tabernacle may be pure for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and be seated. Hallelujah. All right. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, Please write to us at tapes and publications at yahoo.com.